If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. This guy certainly doesn't need much of an introduction. However, he's going to get one because he's an absolute hero of not only mine, but thousands of others. He's earned 54 caps for the Australian Socceroos and scoring 28 international goals. He holds the all-time goal-scoring record for a single international match where he scored 13 goals for the green and gold against America Samoa in 2001. Arguably Melbourne Victory's most famous and loved player of all time, where he made 224 appearances and scored a total of 90 goals. On the football arena, there wasn't much he didn't do, but do extremely well. And of course, we want to hear all about that. But more importantly, today we want to hear about his journey to mental wellness. I'm so excited to introduce to all our listeners... The one, the only, Archie Thompson. <laughs> Woo-hoo! You, can do, you can do the chant if you want. Two Archie Thompson. My son's going to kill me. No, I was close. It's good. Dude, How are you, Archie? Yeah, uh, okay, with all things considered. I mean, we're in lockdown here and obviously in Melbourne. And, yes. Um, you guys would have had a little bit of a taste of it in the regional area there, but uh, from people watching in, um, they actually have no idea about yeah. the sort of stress and, and anxiety that it causes and that we don't see. And, and when you're talking about mental health and we don't even touch on what suicides that have been happening in, in, in our country at the moment across the world, to be honest. But I mean, it's enhanced, obviously, I feel with the lockdown that we're in at the moment. And um, I'm just uh, hoping that the government kind of ease up on it in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and you're right, we have only really just had a touch of it up here in the um, mm. regional areas. So we mm. do we do feel for you guys down there, but things are on the improve. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's a bit of an important point too, but you've been locked in and, and certainly mental wellness and mental health as a direct result of being cooped up, if you like, is hard. Mm. But you'd have to have a certain amount of discipline in your life to be able to go through and say, okay, I need to deal with this now and I need to do with this and I need to do this because I can't do those other things that I would normally do. And obviously during yeah. your sporting career, discipline, and you mentioned it in your book and at other times when you've spoken to people, that discipline's a, a huge part of how you go about things. Mm. Is there anything like that you're particularly doing at the moment that's helping you get through that short time? Well, look, to be honest, I probably wasn't as disciplined as what I say I was <laughs> or, or have been over my uh, professional <laughs> career. And uh, I will say I, what was written in, in books and um, that's probably only a question. So I'm sorry if I've gone ahead and, and taken that. But, uh, you know, I, I did write a book and that was around the time I did my knee. And to be fair, I, it wasn't um, – there was a lot of stuff that I, I wasn't able to say, you know, in that book. And, and you, you – that probably isn't a fraction of what sort of stuff that I dealt with. Oh, wow, uh, Archie, reveal it now well, on FYI. Yeah, well, to be honest, I actually haven't even read the book. <laughs> 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 um, but, I, you know, I ghostwrite it. And, I mean, all of it's there that's, that's irrelevant. Um, sure. But obviously stuff that, uh, you know, you kind of deal with yourself that you don't want to kind of say in a, 
on a personal level, just because you're still in the game. Yep, um, of course. And, you know, stuff that I probably still won't even say that, uh, you know, I had to deal with personally. But, you know, I, I'm definitely more open about uh, the, the struggles. and, and um, Because, I mean, to be honest, we, we all go through struggles. It doesn't necessarily, okay, because I kick a ball that mine's better than anyone else's. It's, Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in, in the spotlight of it and I can probably bring awareness, which has been a, a great thing when I feel like with, with the, the mental health side of thing and, and being able to um, have an opinion and a voice to, to, for those that are probably struggling. But um, discipline, I mean, I, for me in this period, it's actually shown a lot of things that I actually haven't even worked on that I thought I had worked on in the yep. past. Sometimes it rears its ugly head and yep. sometimes it's not even discipline. It's like Sometimes it's it's shown to you. It's whether you know you maybe a lot of the times it was with my new partner. She sees things that uh, obviously I'm not aware of, and it just takes someone around you to kind of bring awareness to you that you you haven't dealt with certain things. And you know I'm still learning uh, discipline. I'm still learning discipline, and every day is a is a wellness well being situation. And um, you know I'm I'm grateful for the government uh, to finally do something right when they you know they gave you a ten visit um mental health program and now they've upped it to 20 and to be honest i think that should be a given anyway that's the most important thing that we we get that's overlooked is 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 our mental health because there's so many things that run Mm. through your head and and sometimes things yeah sometimes things can get get on top of you and you don't know how to deal with them and it just takes talking to someone um and that's a valid point that you brought up too is that you talk about you being a footballer and somebody who's a personality that people get to see because media has that focus on you and it gives you a voice. That's absolutely right. But on yeah. the flip side of that, you're a bloke. You're just yeah. a bloke, the same as yeah. me and Nadia. Oh, no, Nadia, you're mm. not, are you? <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you're a person. You're the same as everybody else that's going around, yeah. quite frankly, and, and often even more susceptible at times because you are under that constant scrutiny when, when your life was as full on as it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, that's 10 years ago when you wrote that book and you made look yeah. at the comments that are brought up in the book. So, yeah, yeah. you know, for people to be able to look at you now and talk to you now and listen to what you've got to say says a lot to them about, bloody hell, you know, I'm normal. And and, yeah. and, and, and quite frankly, so is that bloke and that girl and that, and that person over there and all of everybody else can relate to just the small things that they pick up on. You know, in, in reading your book, people will go, oh, wow, I can pick up on this. And, you know, like yeah. you said, his discipline was fantastic when maybe it really wasn't. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's because you're normal. You're not absolutely yeah. a robot to make things happen and get through that. So mm. given that that was 10 years ago now, that you had some memoirs that you wrote down and there was a few anecdotes and some stories and some fun times that went on, mm. is there much that you might have commented on differently now that you are? 10 further years down in track and obviously you know we, we mature and we find and we come across mm. different things as we that yeah. change our opinions is there much mm. different that you might have dropped in oh yeah I, I feel like I've changed a lot I mean look there's obviously still some issues that I need to deal with and, and I'm still working on them and, and it will be a constant um, a journey I'm working yeah. on those things for the rest of my life um, but I think if you, if you you speak to the person now and the person ten years ago, a lot of that uh, person ten years ago, years ago was driven by ego, and um, you know, and a lot of ego. And I, I only probably in the last sort of two three years, I've really started to speak uh, my authentic self, if you want to say it like that. I mean, like I've, I've done a lot of 
work on myself on a spiritual level and and it's still there's a lot that I still have to do but also too on a, like from a, a mental health when speaking to a psychologist um there's, there's healings that I do so I mean there's there's a lot of things that I've done that I've worked on that I wish I could have probably said to that person 10 years ago um but you live and you learn and it's journeys but if it's if some if I can speak now to those that are in my position or a youngster that a youngster now is that like you know always try to stay humble and and don't like let ego and and try to speak as uh, positively and as truthful as you can. Mm. Yeah, you know you, you talk about that though. I mean, and ego drives people to excel. There's no doubt about that. You know, you wouldn't be where you were at that time if you didn't 100%. have a decent amount of mm. ego. There's nothing wrong with ego, um, within reason. Yeah. And you spoke really publicly at the time about the struggles that you had and, you know, there was alcohol used as a crutch at one point and there was, you know, other different things. Do you reckon there was a trigger? I mean, you go from an ego, or what people might have seen as an egotistical person, which I don't really yeah. think is the case, but to have a yeah. very strong self-confidence as opposed to ego, um, yeah. you, you don't necessarily want to talk about yourself too much at that point. But then you did, and you did in a very public forum. What do you reckon? Was there a trigger? What helped you to do uh, that? Yeah, or was actually question. talking think, uh, about it in a public forum the trigger itself? Well, I think I just got to a point where it's like I'm sick of putting on um, masks and stuff that happened to me personally when talking to other people and friends are going through the same things. That This is actually a good chance for me to open up about the stuff that I – went through because people have this persona about your perception of you that everything's a happy-go-lucky kind of chap, which I am. And, you know, I don't try to take things too seriously. But a lot of stuff was happening that affected me. And uh, and it wasn't until I sort of just let my vulnerabilities open up and I'm still learning that. Like it's always learning about being able to put your vulnerabilities out to show whether it be, you know, I'm a jealous person or whether, you know, I, I maybe say things that I don't necessarily mean or like just yep. all those sort of things. And um, I just felt like I was in the, in a good space to be able just to tell it how it is. And um, a lot of people didn't know is that I was, I went through a breakup and, you know, and, and it was really tough on me and my kids were taken away and, and I'm not blaming anything on my ex because that was her way of being able to deal with the, the split up of the marriage mm-hmm. and, um, no way I have resentment because everyone goes through whatever they do, but that was an important time. It seemed that everything was happening at once. Like I, I, my marriage broke up, my kids were taken away. I'd just been told by Melbourne Victory uh, that I'm not going to be given a contract for the following year. Uncertain of what my future held, like lay in front of me, whether I'll be able to play for another club. So all this stuff happened all at once. And, uh, and it happened and it didn't, and I, I kind of dealt with it the way I dealt with it, but it, it didn't um, it didn't help me with with, with drinking and stuff because it, like, football used to be my outlet, and I then I turned to drinking, and it just got to a point where I was like, "Hang on, this nothing seems to work, and I'm rock bottom. Um, I just don't know what direction." And sometimes it's just about reaching out, and I was lucky that I had my uh, brother Danny, who's uh, who works in the mental health sector, and he's someone that I always lean on, speak to all the time. And, um, it wasn't until I spoke to him and it was like, okay, this is where I need to, to turn my life around. And that's, I guess, the discipline, a little bit of the discipline that helped me yes. is that, uh, you know, when football, you kind of, you, uh, when you're training and, and hard work, it's like you have to do it. So there's a discipline to do it. And I felt like, okay, maybe from the sports side of thing that there was a point in me, okay, I need to be disciplined and work on that. And 
And I just felt like, you know, with November coming to me and uh, I, I was in a good space to be able to just open up and tell it how it is and, and be vulnerable. And you know what? It's, it's so funny when you open up like that, how many guys and blokes and, and people just talk to me that you, you wouldn't even think about. I mean, for me now, I was telling my girlfriend, it's like, um, have I got counselor written on my head? Because <laughs> I, I go down the street and, uh, you know, I've got guys that I, I wouldn't know from a bar of soap that come up and obviously know me through football and I will have a conversation and all, all of a sudden I'm talking to my, my Cairo about his split up and how he's dealing with stuff and every time I go in there and even a guy at the coffee shop that it was a real struggle. But I, I'm like I said, I'm in a place to be... Um, to be able to but isn't that great, story. Arch? I mean, oh, you know, sometimes people don't need uh, professional help per se or, or having that step of talking to someone like you, a friend, a family, a neighbour, that gets them out there, that, that exposes them, it, it, it gives them a bit of light, a little bit of hope. Well, you know, God, Archie's doing it, Bernie's doing it. Maybe I could get some help. Or, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah, and look, we're all learning and I'm still learning and look, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm no saint. I, I still um, go off my head or react in a certain way, but I, I certainly, yeah. I've certainly learned, uh, and I'm still learning to respond instead of react. And yeah. um, the more I learn, and the more I kind of open up, and and everyone opens up, and so it's uh, it's a, it's you get a better result. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found, mate, that it's a little bit more? Uh, being comfortable with yourself and, and the space that you're in that gives you that ability to be calm and respond rather than react and and have that approachability for people to come to you? Yeah, uh, 100%. I, I, I totally agree and, and I'm comfortable. I mean, I'm, like I said, I, I still have moments and, um, and I'm still learning and that'll be forever, whatever. But uh, like I said, it's, it's being comfortable enough to be able to just go, yeah, okay. And, and, and it's funny when, when you put out a certain energy it's um it reflects what, back it's what you can, what comes back yeah and i think that's what i used a lot in my, my football career especially in that time and that's where okay that ego and that maybe the confidence thing where i was listening to the secret a lot and um i don't know if you guys have read the, the secret but I have. yeah but it's very much on believing on the universe and being grateful and gratitude and that helped me like ridiculously um throughout my football career lost it for a bit but I'm, I'm starting to find it back again, and um, I'm, I'm in a happy, happy place uh, uh, for the moment. Yeah, I think sometimes we need to, you know, life is, you know, it's a bumpy road, and and going back to tools that we may have used some time ago, like you may have read the the secret quite some years back. Go back, revisit it, realign with the principles exactly. of it. So, mm. and and you're right, we're always learning, aren't we? Mm. Oh, that's mm. true. And, and for people that are listening, Archie, you, you mentioned Danny and the fact that he's, yeah. he's involved in, in the mental health sector. You're, I suppose, privileged and lucky that you've had access to somebody like that and you can lean on. Not everybody has that available to them, you know, that, that easy access, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Going back a little bit during your football days and, and when you were struggling a little bit at the end, were there people that you could lean on there that weren't necessarily health professionals or, or mental health professionals that gave you tips and tricks that maybe at the time you didn't pick up on, but you went later, you could say that was a good thing? Yeah, it's, it's funny, actually. Once once you finish uh, your football career, the sort of real people that actually <laughs> mean, mean uh, will see you more than just a footballer, um, they, they, they become more apparent. 
all those sort of hanger honors that were always there for the good time, Archie, started to sort of filter away, and then you start to find out, okay, or, or see who's the who's who's real and who's not. But uh, you know, I was lucky enough that I had really close mates now, and I don't I don't have many of them. I certainly just I mean I'm all, I have a lot of mates, but there's only some that I really confide in, like on a level where I can, and I know they yep. they'll understand. And I was lucky that I had those friends and I, I could talk to them. We still talk daily. I mean, even a really close mate of mine now, like we're, we're talking a lot because of the situation and, um, you know, and and it certainly after every conversation that we have, it's like it's a, just a, a deep breath and a release and it was and it's nice. And I, I think that's the, what people need to do and is to be able to just talk and, 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 and communicate and, and not feel embarrassed or um, worried about like what people think. It's the judgment <laughs> because they're the judgment because it's we're all we're all thinking that. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> we're all going through it until like, somebody you know. mentions it. Nobody else yeah. says anything about it. It takes yeah. that one person mm. is a little bit of a catalyst. I think we're getting better. I think you'd have to agree oh, when you arch. We, we we are getting better, but there's still that darkness, quietness around yeah. that mental health. And, of course, what sparked this whole idea of this podcast was um, COVID. You know, everyone says nothing good come mm. out of COVID. Well, FYI, come out of COVID because yeah. we, you know, everyone's struggling. You, you'd, you'd run into people, family, friends, people down the street, and they're all struggling. And mm. we had some local suicides that was sort of the catalyst, and we thought, nah, this is this is crap we we need to do yeah. something and it's about keeping that conversation going yeah. you know you, you yeah. talked about arch you know you, you're talking to your mate and, and you don't just talk to and we and and that's probably a fair point a lot of men and especially in my group of friends that i have we're not hundred men groups of fantastic friends we've got a big group of people that we know and a lot of acquaintances yeah. but there's certainly yeah. only a very small core group that we have and that's a very very personal thing we can still keep conversations rolling with other people on the outside, and, and certainly this podcast helps us to do that by a long stretch. And you know, and the Nadias and the Bernies of the world that aren't known household names like the Archies, uh, we, excuse oh, me, of Nadia is too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's sorry. true. <laughs> but you know, all of us. It's not to say that it just has to be you. You know, you're a massive ambassador and a long time ambassador for Movember, mm, which is yes. an association that a lot of us are involved with in one way or another. But you, on a much higher level. Um, I'm yeah. just wondering, what the hell does an ambassador do? Well, look, it's just about bringing awareness, I think, and 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 uh, these days it's through social networks and and having a social presence to be able to put it out there, and, and people that obviously don't see it and miss it uh, see it, and then they realise they've got a place to go. But I mean, there's there's so many things that I've uh, just in this period, for instance, your podcast. I've done a few other po- podcasts on mental health. And continually do it. Um, there's one at the moment, the the, the male hug. I think uh, is a campaign oh, yeah. at the moment, where, which is is a um, it's called. There's a campaign called Talktober, where every day of October you talk to a mate. Um, you, so you call it a mate every single day for October, and uh, so it's, that's a, that's a really great one. Um, you know, the, the, that's a great one. Of, I haven't heard of yeah, that the, one. Yeah, the the, the male hug. Um, and then, oh, please, I hope I got that right. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and, and then, um, you know, obviously there's other things that are really, uh, I'm really passionate about from the uh, November to Polished Man. 
Polish Man for me is uh, an incredible um, organisation. Tell us two to bring seconds. A, what's, what's Polish yeah, Man? Uh, um, it's about bringing awareness to um, obviously the violence against our kids, you know, from, from domestic violence to sexual abuse. Kids have been affected. <laughs> and this is crazy. And I just like, it just um, blows my mind the stats. Is over a billion kids in the world that uh, have been affected by some form of domestic violence or sexual abuse. So, and that's, that's, that's yeah, something that's I'm really lot. passionate Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Really, kids are something I'm really passionate about. Um, there's been so many times I actually, before I uh, got really close to a young boy who died of cancer, then, you know, those sort of things too accumulate uh, that you don't realize that have, that affect you when you, when uh, you, you, you are, isolated or that you don't speak that mm. these are where those past things start to affect you and if you don't talk about it they, they bite you you bite you when you at least expect it i mean only just recently it came to my mind that i didn't really deal, deal with that but there was a 13 year old boy that i became really close with through melbourne victory who found out he had cancer lost a lot uh and then it was it happened the, the night before again they gave me a call because I, I said look doesn't matter what time it is you have to call me they gave me a call about 11 o'clock at night, and um, this is before uh, an important match, and they said, Archie, look, he, he's, he's probably going to pass in the night. And I and I just dropped everything, drove to the uh, hospital, and I, I was happy. I was, you know, there for his for his last breath. And, and then, you know, he had to go and, uh, and and perform the next day. I'll tell you, that was difficult. But, but these are sort and, of And, you know, when you look that, back on that, mate, and that's an awesome privilege that you were able oh, to <clears throat> to be able to go and do that for him and his family and support them oh, in such a way it was incredible yeah, and a very personal yeah. for, thing for you to do too because, you, you know, you haven't told the world about that. That's something yeah. that you've just done. And it's it does build up on you when you're helping other people and when you're trying to assist you other people, yourself. keep the conversation. Yeah. You do forget yourself, yeah, mate? And and we forget to to have that chat with the next bloke who is a closer friend, just to unload a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you know it's yeah. all it's all well and good to be the ambassador for this and the, or, or the, you know the the catalyst or the driver of something else. You are still that person, and no matter what, when people tell you about their story, mm. it it is a load that you shoulder, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, So it's yeah, um, yeah. certainly a privilege to be able to help people at times, isn't it? Well, not oh, just at times. Mate, um, it's it's amazing, and uh, look, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I've done a I've done a lot of that, and, and the thing is, too, that you, it's just as important to be able to give to yourself, um, you know, that uh, everything's okay. And I was actually going to, I was talking to my psychologist the other day, and it was, um, and it was all the past stuff that I was talking about about myself, and it's um, easy to forgive a mate and tell a mate that it's okay. But it's it's you find it really difficult to tell yourself from the past or for now that hey you just you're doing the best that you can you're doing a good job absolutely and, uh, and that's just and that's just just to yourself and and you find that so difficult so that's why I feel like it's like you know people hearing um, this me talking about that and they can go hang on yeah well I have been a bit hard on myself I have I, I need to be kinder to myself and and these are the these are the platforms to be able to talk and, and show people that it's that it's okay and that it's so good Absolutely. on you for doing that. That's why that's why it's all about. In being an ambassador, then for for your mental health, you know, everywhere you look around, and 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 yes, you've you know you've done a lot in sporting life and your personal life. 
we talk about so many different aspects of what mental wellness is and mental health and how we look after ourselves. Do you reckon there's a, a particular myth that you may have picked up on over the time that, that continually pops up that you would like to dispel? Yeah, I, I guess it's just that rattling in my head about scenarios that don't happen but you think they're going to happen. I'd love to be able to just cut the legs off that and say, look, you know, uh, and just live moment to moment. But that's difficult. <laughs> and, uh, and that's probably one thing that I feel like will help a lot of people and certainly help me if, if you don't try to think too much about what's happening in the future, what's happened in the past and living what. Uh, in the now, I suppose, with a book that I read. Have you have you personally done much work in mindfulness, Arch? Yeah, look, I, I, I and this is where I wish I had been able to tell this the old Archie ten years ago. You know about meditation. Yep. You know, and it, and it just doesn't have to be like sitting in a silent room. I mean, there's a lot of other meditations that you can do. I mean, I I love to run. Um, yep. So for me, med- running is a meditation. Riding is a meditation. I mean, but just listening to, um, you know. Uh, the simple uh, meditation app certainly yeah. helps a lot. And I, I must admit, I haven't been good at it lately. Yeah. I, I probably sh- I should probably get back on that wagon. But man, it's just helped me relax and, and deal with a lot of anxious moments that I wouldn't have been able to deal with uh, a couple of years ago. Just a simple thing like that. Hey, tell me something. Let's let's think for a second that maybe there's uh, a wide range of people that are listening to us, and we're not just talking about adults. You know, there's younger people out there. In uh, some of the readings that I did about yourself and, and the book that you wrote, you talked when you were a kid, um, even way back around the Falcons and the like, where in pre that when you were up this way, that you uh, there was a little bit of racial tension that was going on. And we don't, when I say it's gone away now, it certainly hasn't. But at the time, you know, you made mention there was one game you played where some one of the parents held over the fence and yelled at their kids, kick the blackie as he goes past. Hey, yeah. You, yeah. As a kid, you would not have had the tools packed to be able to deal with that, other than to run faster and be better and, and do whatever you could do there. If you could pass a little bit of advice on to uh, somebody in that position now, how would you... Um, or give, parents, or parents for trying to help their kids deal with those and sort it, of issues. What, what might tools you give them? Because I mean, first-hand experience is is it's easy for me to tell people what to do. Yeah, well, look, it's hard. I mean, I'm, I was a kid, so I, back then, so I don't even I don't even know how I dealt with it back then. But um, you know, it certainly pops its head ugly head out sometimes. But uh, look, it's it's. Unfortunately, that's that's just life, and, and things happen. I have no answer for it. I mean, the only answer that I have is that um, you try not to react and respond, mm. uh, and just respond in a way of kindness, and then hopefully that changes their opinion. That's all that you can do, and that's uh, you know, there's, I mean, but there's so many other um, topics out there. Oh, there is. Too, that I'm, oh, yeah, like I, mean, I think I'm happy with the way you answered that because there's not one fix, is there? There's not a ding parent. This is how you deal with something that's been thrown at your child. And I love that. And I don't mean racial abuse to be the one thing because there are so many other things out there, but you know, it's, it's a solid topic, but, yeah. but you you know what? I've got to say in saying that, (laughs) I must admit, I I think if I was a parent and I heard it, You'd be over then, the fence? Uh, yeah, look, I, I'd probably uh, – <laughs> I, I don't know how I'd react to them. I, I mean, I can only say, like, hypothetically, but it's uh, – I know it, how it I'd react. 
I've yeah, watched my yeah. kids play sport, and as soon as there's something happens to them, I feel like I want to lob the fence yeah, and go no, after. So, <laughs> it's, 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 but it, it, it's hard. But I feel like if I can teach my kids, uh, it's, it, I suppose it's about teaching you, you, the kids. You learn each generation. You know, I, I thought that my dad was always hard on me, and 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 um, but when I look at it now, and uh, as an uh, as an adult and as a parent, it was his upbringing. And, and, you know, and I probably shouldn't be as hard because, you know, he, he probably had a stressful time being, trying to put food on the table. And, I, and mm. so I can understand, understand those things. And um, it was a nice thing that actually was, I might go off of this topic sometimes. but uh, That's okay. My, my, my dad came from a really tough upbringing and um, sometimes that's your environment and you can't be hard on those people that maybe think like that because that's what they've been taught. But I suppose it's, I feel like if it's um, you can teach your kids the right way. I mean, now we're, we're at my sister's 40th uh, before I, so obviously. Um, and my dad sat back and was speaking to my partner. And, and he never would say it to me, but he said it to her. He said, look, I, I'm so happy that my children are breaking the mold. And, the, and, the, and, and, that, and breaking that sort of generational spot of toughness and, and not showing kindness and love. And that mm. was beautiful to hear. And, and that's coming from someone that was always so, oh, not like always angry all the time. Yeah. Um, Weren't you the golden and, child, though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. But I'm, I must admit, if I don't call mum in a week, that's I definitely drop down the rank. Get tarnished. I drop down the rank. Yeah, I drop down the ranking. <laughs> I definitely drop down the rank. It is, it is but, lovely um, to hear your parents reflect about you to others because yeah. like, because he's grown as well. Would that be fair to say? You know, his life is different to what it was back then. He was a product of his environment and his his upbringing, but he's moved yeah. and grown as well. You would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, he, he actually remarried and um, had three so I got three half brothers and oh three brothers and um, you know he he he's learnt that sort of being tough on us is, it didn't necessarily work and yep. um, and and he's he's learning from from his own experiences and, and we all would just I guess we're all learning from our own Absolutely. journey. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm still learning because I'm, you know, I'm, at the moment I'm probably a bit of a shit to my partner. And, <laughs> um, I to be a bit more kind. So after this, I might have to go and give her a hug. Go and reach out. Yeah, I think you do. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's true about the journey, though, isn't it? How much we we learn and we develop and we pick up on each other. Tell me one thing: when you were much younger, you probably had a job that says in your book that you had a job that you uh, you thought maybe wasn't part of your career path and, and apparently you're really good at making lemon chicken now these days. <laughs> but, you know, you pick up on stuff like that. Do you reckon you reflect back and you go, oh, look, it wasn't really what I thought I should have been doing, but that's where I ended up. But I picked up some skills from that that I can move forward with. Yeah, well, that's I guess that, that gave me a kick up the backside, I suppose, to wanting to get back on that path of wanting to be a, uh, a footballer. I mean, I worked in an abattoir, so I got a got a little bit of a taste of what life could have been and how tough life is if, unless, like, you know, if I didn't go down that path of wanting to be a professional footballer. And to be honest, I'm, I'm very lucky and grateful that I had the parents that I did that made a lot of sacrifices to do that because not many people in my position had that growing up. So I'm very grateful for that. But I, I was lucky enough to get a taste of what the real life is and and, um, and appreciate and be very grateful for the, my my whole football career. And, okay, sometimes I might have forgotten about it and take, taken things for granted, but I certainly didn't take it as, as for granted as 
you know, maybe what some people, some young players do that have just been thrown into the professional world sure. and not really had a taste of what real life is. is yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, I, it was only a little stint, but um, certainly something that I remembered and um, it's, it's, it's helped me drive. But it's stuck and in always your mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think like, that the reason for the question too is that we hopefully have got younger adults that are listening to us as well and, and they're potentially bouncing from job to job you know, trying to find their place in the world and, you know, oh, shivers, I've taken that job because I had to because I needed the money to do this and pay rent and that's not what I really wanted to do, so I'm feeling a bit down on myself. And I think the message there is don't be down on yourself. Just cruise through that section of time until you can be where you want to be. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. That'd be fair to say. I I 100% agree and, like, uh, I'm very – I mean, I'm still trying to – get it back because um, like it, what you put out there and what you attract is what you get. I mean, okay, sometimes that uh, that the path might be a bit windy, which mine was to get to where I was. It wasn't smooth, um, but it, the, the journey helped me to, to stay in that and, and excel in that. And I think that's the important thing about, okay, sometimes your job doesn't, isn't happy. <laughs> It doesn't make you happy, but if you're still in the having that back in the mind, okay, this is what I really want, and this is what I really need to do to be able to get to there. And sometimes it mightn't happen, and it, but uh, you know, I believe it if you if you work hard enough at it and believe in it, at least you can say at the end of the day you gave it a good shake. And I think that's what I did um, with with my career in football. Uh, is, is you know, I gave it a shake. I was forty before I knew what I really wanted to do as a career. Yeah, but look, to be honest, mate, I still don't even know what I want to do. I mean, I was really great and I loved football, but I, I feel like I have other passions there that I that I haven't really... Um, You're still involved with you football, know? though, aren't you? Still with Essendon? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Essendon Rules. Uh, still uh, contracted with Fox Sports once the A-League kicks up until next year. And I've just... <laughs> for someone who doesn't have, like... Uh, uh, that much football passion, I feel like I'm in football all the time now. <laughs> Do you reckon that'll go away? Do you reckon you'll ever uh, not be involved with football? Oh, uh, look, uh, it's it's a big chunk of my life. And uh, look, in, when I say I'm, I have a passion, I, I'm still 100% passionate about um, football. And I love even going down and having a kick by myself, uh, like, a, like a little kid, because that feels good for me. And that, that's what I, I need to get a, a bit of a release. But, um, yeah, I'll probably won't. It will always be a part of me, but there's certainly things that I I love doing now, like mountain biking. I love it. I'm actually looking forward to going up to Bright uh, once this all finishes because I love my mountain bike and I love the downhill side of it. I was lucky um, enough to I, be there last weekend, and you'll be one of oh. thousands of people up there. It's <laughs> Don't rub it into. I'm sorry it. to rub it into. Oh. It, yeah. Oh. I, I like. I love that stuff, and you know, but uh, I find that. Now uh, that I'm out of the football world in a professional sense, is that I can actually enjoy um, those those things that I, I probably wasn't able to do because I had to look after myself. You know? Well, how's this? You've gone from you know 120 percent of your life was playing football and everything around that, and then so, well, what seemingly from an outsider's looking in point of view, suddenly things changed. Mm. Yes. So you learnt to deal with the change that went with that and sort of crashed and picked yourself up and, and, and sort mm. of fumbled your way forwards as a direct result. Would that be fair to say? Fumbled your way <laughs> yeah. forwards as a direct result? <laughs> yeah. I'm still fumbling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But fun. you know what? When things change again for you down the track a little bit further, 
you'll have built some skills up. Would that be fair to say that, you know, are going to help you going forwards? And that's a bit of a life lesson for everybody. Yeah. And um, it's funny. It's like uh, also too, I mean, there's, there's a fear factor um, and people like I, I remember saying a lot is that, you know, being out on the football pitch for me, I had no fear. Like that was my sanctum, you know, like my sanctuary. The fact is, when I think about it, I, I was scared most of the time yeah. because, you know, I was, I was, I was sometimes fearful to get the ball because I didn't want to make a mistake, and they mightn't have showed, but those are the thoughts that were. But a bit always, of fear sharpens you. It helps you yeah. want to be better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it certainly can um, do the opposite. Oh, too. it can be debilitating. Yeah, it, it can, and um, you know, and uh, I guess in a way that that's. A, a big factor for a lot of things that's happening with with mental health is the fear side of things. Is not is it not being good enough or not being able to achieve something or am I uh, and 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 you, like I said that judgment that mm. you feel that other people have, but it's just just your judgment on yourself. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, look, I mean, our I still fumble. I, oh yeah, I still fumble through, and like I I made a choice not to read the. I haven't read a newspaper for five or six years now because I was just um, sick of the negativity but also too um, if I didn't have a good game it was always written down and I used to take that to heart and I used to look at social media forums and, and, and who was saying what about me and it bring me down and, and, it, and even when I finished football I'm thinking okay that, that's all done but then you know I go on Fox Sports and I, okay I, I mightn't be articulate like most and I might say words that aren't supposed to go where they're both supposed to but that's just me and um, that's why then, we love I, you though oh, yeah <laughs> but then uh, you've still got people on there going why they put this clown on, on, on TV because he can't even speak English are you one of those um, are you one of those ex-players though that can remember the, the 23rd minute of the 1978 game against so and so and so and so and your opposition nah. was this you're not good thank nah. goodness no 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 I can't like it I don't uh, know how some do uh, that what yeah, about the 2006-2007 grand final arch? Yeah, Remember that well? again, that, well, that was yeah, it was a blur again. Like, oh, um, not for Nadia. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's a blur. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I sometimes look. I I love to look. Uh, <laughs> might be a bit of the ego stuff, but I love to watch old footage of my old goals and stuff. Yep. And and try to remember what it felt like to be in that position. But I but what I get more joy from and. Uh, is seeing the reaction of when you score of the fans. Yeah. <laughs> like that for me was like, yeah, that's so, so cool. So Nadia like, was one of those fans. Nadia was at that well, game. Then, she was there yeah. and she remembers it vividly. And and you know what? I'm looking at her now and the, and the smile that's on her face remembering <laughs> what you've done is amazing. Yeah. Well, I got to admit, I, I do remember one, one bit and that was when I came off. So I don't remember too much of everything else. Lead up, not even – not even sure what happened in the morning, but the moment that I came off the pitch, and then um, knowing what what I had done and what the team had done, and and looking around the stadium and thinking, wow, how far this game of football has come just <laughs> oh, for the space yeah. of two years. I actually, I, I can remember that moment. I remember getting emotional and and, and, and tears so welling up, and, and that's that's that was the moment that I, that I felt probably in. That's so um, selfless. You I talk can, about yeah, being, you know, having a big ego. I mean, that's so selfless. You've oh, just... well, look, there, were, there was probably bits of a going, yeah, man, I just scored five goals. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the king of Melbourne. You yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those, those are like, um, 
yeah, that, that, those are the moments yeah, I kind of, absolutely. I, I guess I remember the most. Yeah, that's awesome that you can take that. There's no doubt about that. You know, you, you and you have those huge highs, and and now you've got. You know, your family and, and the support of your family that helps you go yeah. through the rest of your life. And obviously your family is a very big part of what you do and, and how you just travel through. If there was one thing, a parting message that you could give to people and maybe just your family or even your kids if you're talking to them one-on-one, which is never that easy, thinking about mental wellness, thinking about the overall calmness that we'd love to have in our lives, to have that smile that you've got and you throw it out there. And, and honestly, mate, that is the most infectious thing that people look at you and, and it makes you smile, you know, and I think that's a good thing. It's a great gift to be yeah. able to give to other people is that smile. But if there was one thing, if there was a message that you could give to somebody about looking after themselves in their own mental wellness, what might that be? I guess it would be just to... Um be vulnerable. Uh, don't be scared to have a conversation, even if it, even if you're scared about what the other person will say, because nine times out of ten they're going through the same things. And, and it's just to be kind to yourself and kind to others. And you know what? It's so good that I've had this um, uh, podcast today because I was in a bit of a, a rut right now, and I had my angry head on, and I probably wasn't, um, you know, probably the nice person but this is just realized that I need to kind of go okay I need to break down this wall I need to go and give my girlfriend a hug and I need to be a bit softer and this is what having these conversations so and, we did that uh, to you Arch we helped yes. you yes. high now, five now Ben doing right now. high now five gotta, now, now I've got to go not every day you can ha- say you're motivated my tail between my legs <laughs> 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 but, it's, but that's, that's the thing is just to be kind to yeah. yourself and kind to others it's Beautiful. a wonderful message. You know, thank That's you, mate. Simple, yeah. but yeah, so, simple. so true. So now sit back yeah. in your chair, mate. Sit back because Nadia's got a couple of quick questions she'd like to throw oh, at okay. you. I've got six quick questions. But before we sort of end off on that, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You truly oh, are someone you, we all look up to, <laughs> and you obviously haven't Thanks forgotten for your roots. Um, uh, well, that's one thing I try to uh, say is like, I mean, okay, ego sometimes rears its ugly head, um, but it's it's a, to be humble, and uh, that was something that was always taught to me as a as a kid. Um, so I try to I try to uh, instill that in. My, in yeah, my no, I'm glad. Look, I know your mum quite well, Esther, and she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. <laughs> she's she's fiery and she doesn't show it. She's, uh, she's beautiful. <laughs> she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. So thanks, Arch, and oh, I know our much. listeners are going to get a lot out of it. But uh, here's a couple of quick questions. You'll know how it rolls. Whiskey yep. or rum? <laughs> uh, whiskey. Text or call? Oh, I'm kind of 50-50. <laughs> giving text or receiving? Okay. Giving text. or receiving? Oh, God, that's a bit personal. That's the first time someone's answered like that. <laughs> yeah, Keep, yeah, it clean. Yeah. Keep it clean. <laughs> giving or receiving? Oh, well, my girlfriend would probably say receiving. I've got to say giving. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Insta. And I'm I'm shocking at it, but yeah, Insta. High school or adult life? I don't know. That's a tough one. I I feel like uh, I'd love to be like a teenager again. With your adult brain, probably. Yeah, Yeah, that's the perfect. Uh, um, But no, I guess I'm happy 
where I am now. So That's good. Adult. Scrunch, yeah. scrunch or fold? Oh, uh, with my girlfriend, I was to say probably folding now. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about clothes. Yeah, Are you yeah. talking about clothes? Oh, yes, clothes. clothes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, thought so. Uh, yeah, clothes. Archie, uh, yeah. thank you so, so much. Uh, All the no, best, I, and I hope you guys well, get some freedom very, very shortly. Yes, and yeah, thanks for I, making I a smile, it. mate. It's been oh, fantastic. Yes, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. Seriously. Good Pleasure. Job. Thanks, Arch. See you, buddy. See you, mate. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.